Welcome back to Hannah's Homestead Podcast, hosted by myself, Hannah Bailey. I am looking forward to talking to you every episode about something that surrounds homesteading, homeschooling, homemaking, how to do, and all of the hacks that you need and want to know about doing this on a budget. Because really, you don't have to drive yourself into debt or be overwhelmed with getting your farm or homestead and self-sufficiency going. Good morning. It is Wednesday, January 4th. So this is my first midweek mini of 2023. And um, I'm recording as I'm doing morning chores because... Well, I just walked out to nine little piglets. So that's really exciting because we've been waiting for what feels like forever. And we knew that she was going to have a bigger litter just based on how she was carrying. So um, that's something that I want to talk about this morning. And last night, we were very, very blessed to receive a huge trailer load of really good food and produce. Um, Not a lot of sweets and breads this time, thank God, because a lot of people obviously have already had their fair share of sweets and treats, but I wanted to talk about that as well. So to start with like the pigs, um, I walked out to the barn because we had moved her over the winter, over the like weekend. It was so nice and like pretty warm. It had jumped up to... 60 yesterday and then today it's like 30 40 degrees so it's kind of annoying but uh, we had moved her because we knew the weather was going to shift and I said okay you know she obviously is going to go into labor soon we need to get her somewhere where when that happens she's not stressed out and doesn't have the risk of mud or flooding and we had space in our barn which is actually a garage that we converted into a barn but we got her in there and she spent about four days in there so thankfully it didn't the move did not stress her out to go into labor and that's something you need to take into consideration if you're going to move an animal that is very very close to delivering do it as safely as you possibly can because you know the slightest things can throw even an animal in distress and I think a lot of people get disconnected on well it's just an animal and they're hardy you know which is true but at the same time try and give them the same respect that you would as if it were you being pregnant and how much do you want to do when you're (laughs) that far along in very close to pushing out well you would only push out one to four right and then they would end up pushing out upwards of 10 so let's really take into consideration one the type of animal that you're moving how you're moving it um and where how far along they are so that's just my two cents take it for what it is but when it comes to the produce which you'll kind of hear me working on right now as i'm getting things prepped for families in need um when we get these we always fill the blessings boxes around town and a lot of people utilize that 
and are in, in need. You know, I don't know if anyone is paying attention, but we don't go to the grocery store and that is a major blessing that we have, but we fight food waste all the time and we're constantly feeding so many other families that we've created this network of um, resources, I guess, you know, when the churches and pantries have expired food or they don't have the means to store it, we are very blessed to be a contact for them and they ask us to come pick it up because a lot of things in the winter, it's easier to just leave on the trailer and be out in the cold because it's going to freeze. Um, but we have the means to deliver it a lot better than they do. They have set hours. Everyone that they have is volunteer, which is, you know, isn't a big deal. We're volunteer as well. And they have the blessing also to take things as well. So this isn't to say that, you know, we're just taking it all and no one gets leftovers because that's not the case. Uh, everyone that volunteers is able to, you know, take some of the excess for their time and to serve their families because it takes a lot of a lot of time and organization to run these um, programs and to go pick up the food, to sort it, to sort it for families once it gets off the trailer, to put them in bags, to, you know, just maintaining the whole thing. And so last year um, we got caught up in doing this and volunteering. Well, then my contact info, you know, was handed out with my permission and it just exploded from there. So every Tuesday we pick up from two places and typically um, one to two times a month we pick up from another place and kind of quarterly, seasonally, we pick up from a fourth place. It really does just depend on, um, you know, what everyone gets because like right now all the stores are opening back up because some of them were closed on New Year's Day. Some of them were, you know, obviously they were closed on Christmas, but when that happens, we end up getting so much food because it is so close to either expiring or it is so close to um, just, they need to restock their shelves, right? Especially when it comes to the baked goods. So we get very lucky to be able to use all of this to hand out to families that we know need it and hand it out to the blessings boxes that are local to us. So that's another thing that I'm doing right now and I think a lot of people don't realize the resources that they have out there and I can do a, another store um sorry another podcast episode on this and go more in depth about how to reach out to these people um some stores will allow you to take food as it's going out because quote it's not pretty anymore um and it's not sellable I guess uh, a lot of times they want it to look beautiful and marketable and it's like that food is still perfectly fine so if you're new here and new to listening to my podcast you'll find that we do a lot of uh, food waste prevention we fight food waste literally every week and it's one of the more rewarding sides of what we do uh, when you listen to my upcoming episode with the Burtons, you will hear them talk about how they also fight food waste and they're up in Mulberry um, area. So it's something that a lot of us are really passionate about and want to ensure that families get fed because from my understanding, you know, the prices of things are not great. And if you can afford a couple backyard chickens, I highly recommend that. And 
definitely network with within your community, get into your Facebook groups, ask them, you know, where are the resources for XYZ? You're going to have people who are shitty. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to cuss about this because it's upsetting. You're going to have people who are shitty and aren't going to be helpful. They're not going to give you resources. But if I have any means of helping you, please reach out to me because one of my favorite things to do is not just network, but I love to research things. So if you need help on figuring out where to find resources and who to go to, I will help you find someone that you can contact. Like this is just one of the things that I don't want to see any kids go hungry. Um, I think adults, obviously, they can find resources and make things happen. But when there are families with young kids that are struggling to eat, that is very concerning to me. And that's something I don't ever want to see. So I highly, um, I, I dive deep into all of this and basically have made it my life's purpose to any family that I know that needs food. I try and make that happen and provide for them. I can't do it every week um, just because I don't know what I'm going to get and when I'm going to get it. But typically I can help a couple families and fill the blessings boxes with some stuff. So if you have any questions around that, please reach out after you listen to this because I don't want things to sit. And I think a lot of people are just afraid or they feel ashamed when you shouldn't because we're all, I wouldn't say we're all suffering because that's not true, but we all struggle at at some level in our lives. And um, in order for me, when I found this, you know, it was a saving grace and it was a huge blessing and it offset a lot of our feed costs. Well, at the same time, I realized that I'm getting so much that it, it needs to serve others too. So definitely reach out if you have any questions, if you need to know how to ask someone for something. Um, a lot of these organizations are very friendly and they just throw things in the dumpster themselves after uh, they get it and after they hand it out. So, you know, while they're doing good and serving other people, sometimes it just goes right to the dump after if it's not going to be utilized and if they're not um, getting the numbers that they think that they're going to get when it comes to people driving through for the food banks and the pantries. So that's something to consider. Uh, I have a way I ask managers, general managers of stores, and they ask their regional managers It's not as easy and they're not as keen on it because it, you know, I'm not a 501c3, but there are some smaller stores that are open to it. So that's something I think a lot of people uh, are just not thinking of and it's not common. So they don't know how to ask. And um, I just think, you know, it, it easily gets looked over because it is a kind of an obscure thing and yeah so that's all I really wanted to share with you guys today um I have all kinds of other tips that I'm going to talk about in the coming episodes we have some really really good Sunday interviews lined up for the next three Sundays I am recording with a bunch of people over um the next few weeks and I can't wait to share their stories And I also can't wait for you guys to hear all about what they have to offer when it comes to their farms, when it comes to meat, when it comes to selling animals. Um, 
all the different things and and the conferences that are coming up so you guys are about to be kicked off the new year with so much information and i look forward to it so thank you guys for listening and i will talk to you guys later